Psychic Radio, WYCD, HD3 Detroit, KJAQ, HD3 Seattle, WBMX, HD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio, and Yahoo Launchcast. Aloha and welcome to Transform and Heal Your Life. It's so wonderful to be with you. I'm your host, KG Styles, and I am here to help you navigate the currents of your life with more grace and ease. I am so excited to be back again with you this week to share messages of love and healing and to build community with you for feeling connected and supported. Let's take a moment right now for a breath together. Let's breathe in and meet and connect in our hearts as we breathe in. As we connect through our heart's breath, we become more receptive and open to hearing any messages Spirit may have for us on today's show. Hmm. Thank you. Please, I want to remind you to let me know how I can help you. Send me your emails by visiting my website at kgstyles.com. Follow me on Twitter or friend me on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Before the show, I always invite the angels and my guides to overlight our time together. Throughout the show, each and every listener is being showered in the healing light of love and grace to transform and heal your life. Today, the angel Jophiel came forward to overlight us and to help brighten and elevate our thoughts, to help us have beautiful thoughts. It seems appropriate that Jophiel would join us today as we will be talking about the power of the subconscious mind for healing and mind programming. Our subconscious mind often seems to be somehow frightening in the place where we hide the things we don't want to see or know about ourselves. So on today's show, we're going to be bringing light into those lost shadow places of our mind to be rejoined within ourselves so that healing and wholeness may occur. May occur. There's a full moon in Gemini tonight at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and the full moon is an excellent time for letting go and releasing old patterns and things that no longer serve us. The electromagnetism of the waning moon serves to empower your release and letting go of the old. The full moon is also an excellent time to perform Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono means to make right and is the Hawaiian word for forgiveness. Ho'oponopono restores your light or energy body and your emotion or energy in motion. Through your light body, you are connected with all of life. Through your emotion, you are always affecting everyone around you by your thoughts, words, feelings, and actions. Any time, of course, is a good time to do Ho'oponopono. Currently, we are experiencing a great purge and breakdown of old systems in our world, as this is happening, we are also experiencing the need for purging any old repressed emotion in our energy body. I recommend doing Ho'oponopono as a daily ritual. It will help you to handle the power surge of energies being released presently and more easily handle the powerful energies we are feeling to release 
that are no longer working or, or are unsustainable. Through performing Ho'oponopono forgiveness meditation, you will be loving and accepting the lost, disowned, and abandoned parts of yourself and powerfully activating the law of grace to operate more fully in your life. Through the power of grace, you can know the blessing of absolute and unconditional self-love and acceptance and awaken your compassionate heart. In truth, when you experience loving yourself completely, you love everything and everyone through all dimensions of time and space. This simple act of transmuting darkness into light, bringing your shadow into the light, provides wonderful nourishment for your soul and assists every living creature on planet Earth at this time. Your awareness of your action to assist everyone multiplies the effects of your meditation. Ho'oponopono forgiveness meditation empowers you to shine with brilliance and renewed self-love. Ho'oponopono in essence means to make things right with your ancestors or to make right and create peace and harmony with the people you have relationships with, those with whom you are entangled or connected, and most especially with yourself. In the Eastern cultures, there is a tradition of honoring your ancestors. Being aligned with and cleansing ancestral relations is considered absolutely essential to experience prosperity in all areas of your life. Without reverence and gratitude for one's ancestors, prosperous circumstances will always be severely limited. In Japan, China, and the Hawaiian tradition, it's important to cleanse any past problems you may have had in relationships, especially with one's relatives. There may also be family patterns you do not want, do not want to continue. Generational themes are passed along through the family lineage, like depression, poverty consciousness, addiction, or other unfortunate character traits. Ho'oponopono allows you to cleanse your ancestral lineage. This cleansing and healing of relationships within your family lineage brings you the highest and greatest good fortune. This is my own particular version of Ho'oponopono. The process of Ho'oponopono is for healing yourself of any uncomfortable feelings within yourself and between yourself and others. Remember that what you see in another is a reflection, a mirror of something within you. So all healing is self-healing. The Course in Miracles says, what you perceive in another, you are strengthening in yourself. No one else has to do this meditation for you to experience the desired results. Do Ho'oponopono with every person in your life with whom you feel misaligned, including conflicting parts within yourself. You may repeat the Ho'oponopono meditation as needed to cleanse all negative emotional blockages. For the Ho'oponopono meditation, it's good to have a white candle to focus your attention and help you center. If you don't have a candle immediately available, just and don't do this if you're driving. Um, you can do this later at, at the time of the full moon, and I'll give you where you can actually download um, this uh, a copy of this meditation uh, later. For the Ho'oponopono meditation, uh, you, will, you will focus on the candle, your attention there, to help you center. If you don't have a candle immediately available, just close your eyes and think the words, Candle Flame. Now calm your mind and sit quietly. Breathe deeply 
and allow yourself to be quietly present with yourself. Within you is a sacred inner space where the creative spark of life dwells and animates your being. This is your own personal pilot light that you can turn to as needed for guidance. Now is the time to go within your sacred inner space and be still. Light your white candle if you have one and focus on the flame or continue to think candle flame with your eyes closed. The candle light is a reflection of the divine spark of light within you. See a person with whom you feel discomfort within a healing circle of light. Now see yourself within this same healing circle of light. See a beautiful golden cord of light above your head connecting you with your greater self or guardian angel. See a beautiful golden cord above the other person's head to their greater self or guardian angel. Now see a beautiful golden cord of light between your greater self and the other person's greater self. Continue to breathe. Now see a beautiful golden cord of light from your own heart to the other person's heart. Feel the free flow of love moving through the golden cord of light, connecting you with the other person. To heal any split or feeling of separation within yourself or between you and another person, first say with genuine feeling, I apologize, and then please forgive me. You say this to focus your awareness on any thought, feeling, attitude, or behavior that has gotten into your body-mind system that is disturbing your peace of mind. You don't need to know why or understand why you think, feel, or have certain behaviors. By saying, I apologize, you are asking for forgiveness inside yourself in order to release and let go of any bad feelings of discomfort like guilt and shame inside of you. Forgiveness does not, not mean you are condoning anyone's behavior. Forgiveness simply means you no longer wish to suffer from a past issue. End by saying with genuine feeling, I love you, followed by thank you. Continue repeating, I love you and thank you for as long as needed until you feel complete and free. You may return as needed until you feel complete resolution at the core of your being. Complete forgiveness and letting go of an old grudge or hurt takes time to heal. So be patient and remember to breathe deeply and exhale as you let go of any toxic emotions and stagnant energy. The sound of the words, I love you, act to transmute the vibration of life force energy from stuck to flowing. I love you reconnects you to your wholeness, your holiness. Since the zero point field or akasha is absolute pure love and has zero limits, when you express genuine feeling of love, you automatically begin to resonate and harmonize with a state of ever-flowing grace. Conclude your Ho'oponopono meditation with 
thank you, to express your gratitude that harmony has been restored. For written instruction about Ho'oponopono, visit my website, kgstyles.com, and click on Free Info. That's under the box to subscribe to Health Master Easing. Scroll down the page for a link to Health Master Easing archives. In the last issue of Health Master Easing, there is a link to the full moon and Gemini Ho'oponopono forgiveness meditation under the Heavenly Stars Astrology section. So I hope everyone enjoyed that. After the break, we'll be joined by my special guest, New York Times best-selling author, Dr. Eldon Taylor. We'll be taking calls later in the show to answer your questions about the subconscious mind and mind programming. So please call in. The number is 248-545-SOUL. That's 7685. Join Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern and 12 noon Pacific for your free on-air readings right here on the sky. Founder of Metaphysical Mothering, Robin will answer your metaphysical questions and she'll channel such spirits as Michael Jackson and Mary Magdalene. Listen and call in Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific for your free on-air readings right here on the sky. And check out Robin's Soul Spa at RobinAlexis.com. So good. 
Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. Back to KG Styles. Transform and heal your life. 248-545-SOUL. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. And welcome back to Transform and Heal Your Life. I'm KG Styles. My very special guest, New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Eldon Taylor, is joining us to talk about the subconscious mind and mind programming. Dr. Taylor is a New York Times bestselling author of Choices and Illusions. How did I get where I am and how do I get where I want to be? Eldon is the host of his own radio show, Provocative Enlightenment, at hayhouseradio.com. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Dr. Eldon Taylor. Welcome to the show, Eldon. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, it's indeed my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, KG. Oh, you're welcome. It's wonderful having you with us. What was the inspiration for writing your most recent book, Mind Programming, from persuasion and brainwashing to self-help and practical metaphysics? You know, the inspiration really came as a result of the first book, Choices and Illusions, because when I talked to people about the book, it became very, very clear that where there's a general knowledge that what we consume by way of knowledge and information becomes largely how we think, uh, there are just great gaps in our understanding of that knowledge. Uh, most people believe, as a case in point, that you know they make their own choices. They're unaware that uh, we know scientifically there's activity in the unconscious uh, areas of the brain, um, milliseconds before a conscious choice, before a conscious action. Indeed, it appears, and this work has been replicated many times since it was first discovered by Benjamin Libet in the early in the late fifties. Uh, it appears that uh, what we're going to do, what we're going to say, how we're going to behave, how we're going to respond, is already written in the subconscious. Now, if you understand that, then you understand how important it is to control the information that you put in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. You know, this week, um, I kind of have some emphasis, and maybe this is an aside, but I don't think so, um, because we're looking at a holiday season and we're looking at gift-giving. And when we look at gift-giving, something that comes to my mind is the number of uh, first-person shooter games, the number of violent media uh, that will be purchased for young people. And, I, you know, the public doesn't realize at large that, you know, the research is done on this now. We know that we can take young adults and give them a tank uh, in a video game, let them drive this tank uh, around, steer it around to kill enemies, and watch through positon emission tomography what goes on in the brain. And we see mm-hmm. that reward centers in the brain are excited. We see that dopamine... Uh, levels are increased dopamine and neurotransmitter associated with reward. And so, indeed, what we see is a kind of conditioning that's going on. Not just a conditioning, but because these games reward that behavior, uh, we're, not, we're actually doing a little bit of the kind of classical conditioning Pavlo's famous for. That a young person sitting in front of these games is learning to kill. And, and there mm-hmm. isn't another way to look at this. 
uh, for all intent and purposes, we understand that people that flew into the towers on 9-11 learned to fly in simulators. Well, we're handing <laughs> simulators to young people and putting them in front of this, and it, it desensitizes their threshold of arousal. Uh, it gives rise to desensitizing how they identify uh, with violence and crime. And indeed, we have run studies where we actually look at young people uh, playing certain games. Uh, mm-hmm. And as they play these violent games, we assess their attitude towards such things as violence or their attitudes towards drug and alcohol and general nonconformity. And we see that the more they play the game, the more allowance, the more mm-hmm. acceptance they have for these other scales. Equally concerning is the fact that we see social skills, the kind of, of uh, social, pro-social conditioning that we like to have. And by pro-social, you know, I mean uh, acts of charity, volunteering, helping behaviors in general, they diminish, they, mm-hmm. they disappear. In well over a 1,000 studies now, including reports from the U.S. Surgeon General's Office and the National Institute of Mental Health, uh, we know without a doubt that there's a causal connection between media violence and aggressive behavior in some children. And, and according to our health sciences, we know, and, and this is no longer a controversy, that children that play these MMORPG games, and this is the massive multiplayer online um, game, they they lose uh, a sense of real identity. Uh, you can yes. question them about this synthetic world that they live in where they create a character and how it dresses and how tall it is and, and everything about it, including a home and pets, and, and they buy furniture, etc., you can ask these young people, 11, 12 years of age, how many pets they have. And they may tell you mm-hmm. three. And so tell me about your pets. So I have a dog and a cat, uh, and I have a pony. Oh, well, what kind of pony it is? Oh, it's a pony in RuneScape. Well, RuneScape is one of these MMORPGs. Again, they, uh, their identification, their ability to separate or distinguish between the virtual, the synthetic world, and the real world is grossly lost. And so it's, mm-hmm. you have a young child, maybe he's 12, 13 years old, and he kills his friend, shoots him point blank with dad's gun he gets his hands on, or two or three kids, and they gang up and they kill some little girl. And they don't understand what death is. They don't understand that this child is really dead, that it isn't just going to get up uh, again. Right. They, they literally uh, are in a void. They, they have been lost in this. And so right. I guess... It was my discovery, KG, in in interfacing with people, how little they really understood about the impact of everything. I've kind of focused on games because I really don't want parents to go buy these for their children. I mean, we we have symptomology from increased ADHD uh, to, like I say, you know, the kinds of violence that we saw at Columbine. Um, Yes. I don't want that. But and it and just let me let me. Also- I, I the I haven't mentioned that you are a criminologist and that you've spent years in in prisons. That's true. So, yes. And, and and you know and in fact my career started there really the what I think of as the current career at least that I'm on now but I did for years and years. Um, you know I administered lie detection tests on a daily basis. 
seldom was there a day I didn't give at least one, and some days I gave many. Um, it wasn't, you know, uncommon to um, be in the prison system and uh, be counseling someone that you had known in, in private life. Uh, it is a, uh, you know, we make choices. And one of the things I learned in the prison system right away is that you can have two young men that grow up in the same home. They have the same basic stimuli. They make different choices, and one of them turns out to be a, a neurosurgeon, and the other one turns out to, uh, to be a serial killer. Uh, these choices, however, are based largely on the kind of input that is placed into the unconscious mind. and. Mm-hmm. And we are all out there consuming this on a regular basis, whether it's in our television or it's in our in our video games and in the media. Uh, and and the bottom line is that we just don't, you know, consume violence, uh, which is bad enough in and of itself. I mean, look at the incivility. So, so your book primarily is to raise awareness about about this problem. You're right. You're absolutely right. So what are some of the solutions? I mean, you give solutions to this. Well, you know, the very first solution, KG, is uh, watch what you put in your mind. In my opinion, uh, turn off that television set. Uh, People don't realize that in front of that TV, uh, if I motivate you with $100, you're not likely to be able to stay in normal consciousness for five minutes. You will go into what we call... Uh, alpha consciousness, the same state that we associate with hypnosis, and in that state, you're you're in a hypersuggestible state. So if they say that, you know, hey, we're coming up on a break. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we're coming up on a break. Fine. Can you hold that sh- thought, I'll and we'll come thought. back. You, and we'll come back. Okay. So you've been listening to Transform and Heal Your Life with KG Styles. We'll be taking calls uh, in the next segment. So please call in 248-545. Psychic Radio. 24 hours a day. Reach out from beyond to your ears. On the web now. Log on to psychiconair.com. Your spiritual well being is our concern. This is Psychic Radio. Powered online by AOL at psychiconair.com. We know you're listening.
live a life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. Back to KG Styles. Transform and heal your life. 248-545-SOUL. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. Welcome back to Transform and Heal Your Life with KG Styles. I'm being joined by my special guest, Dr. Eldon Taylor. We'll be taking your call, so please call in 248-545-SOUL. That's 7685. So could... Eldon? Yes. Eldon, could you um, talk a little bit more about these tools as solutions, techniques? I know you have some things in mind programming that can help people take back control of their own mind, right? I mean, do you have anything you can share with us right now, here today? Sure. You know, and, and some simple things that we can all do. As I started to say before you went to the break, the first thing is, you know, protect what you put into your mind. Think of your mind as it really is. I mean, if you were to walk into um, one of these uh, coffee shop cafes, uh, internet cafes, with your laptop and uh, and plug it in to a serial event where all other computers could just, for all intents and purposes, download whatever they wanted into your computer, you would think twice about that. Well, that's exactly what we do with our minds when we pay little attention. I started to say that in front of that television set, you will go into an altered state of consciousness. And that means that you're in a hyper-suggestible state, similar to hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So if you're told the gombu's coming to town, you're likely to get it. It's, you know, here's a real-life instance, a case that's worth paying attention to. Restless leg syndrome. All the commercials ran out on that. You remember that, KG, three years ago? Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, what happened was the result of the restless leg syndrome advertising was a high incident of reported cases. Now, suddenly from nowhere, if we were to look at this on a graph, we would have this sine wave function. It just shoots straight in the air. The drug uh, patent expired. The commercial removed and it disappeared. So, you know, what we have to do is realize that in front of that television set, we're not just having a vicarious experience, per se, uh, which in violent television can be uh, bad enough, but we're also just taking all of this info in. So our thoughts the, that we practice, our self-rehearsals, they become often the one-liners, you know, go ahead and make my day, and I don't get even, I get evener. And we create an inauthentic self in that process. So mm-hmm. the next thing to do then, obviously, is to offset it, counterbalance, take in positive information. Listen to KG Styles. Show me a quarter for that one, KG. But listen to positive information. Read books. Uh, you know, take audio or video materials, materials that... Uh, leave you uplifted, leave you inspired, that motivate you, that reinforce the unlimited nature of what it means to be a human being. Uh, If you have negative thoughts that come in, and most of us do, cancel those negative thoughts, you know. And this may sound hokey, but we've actually run a little experiment, and we know it works. You see, there's two ways that you can cancel. A lot of people will have a negative thought come in, Uh, Let's say you wanted to stop smoking, and and so you say, you know, I think I'm going to stop smoking on New Year's this year. Nah, you know, I'm going to stop smoking. Well, I don't know. You know, I've said that many times. 
The minute you do that, the minute you have that negative thought, I don't know, you cancel it. You just you say to yourself, cancel, cancel, cancel. Then you reframe that statement. Up until now, I've mm-hmm. had difficulty stop. Smoking. So, so first, though, you have to have the awareness, right? I think a lot of uh, these subconscious messages—they're going—they're going on. We just—I think we know how we're feeling. We're not feeling good, and we don't realize we're even having these messages to ourselves. What can someone do about that? Well, you you hit the nail on the head. You have to become alert to it. That's the very first thing. I mean, you you have to realize that this script, this inner talk that's going on inside your head, that's telling you the truth about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If you say what you really yourself, feel. It's not what your conscious mind feels, but it's what your subconscious and your subconscious controls, controls like 95%, right, of your behavior? Or more. We, you know, in a very real sense, you get a millisecond or so to inhibit those unconscious or subconscious uh, impulses, and if you don't inhibit it, it controls all of your behavior. Uh, so, so you're right. So, you know, you say to yourself, and I, and I do this very often in seminars, you know, I want you to tell yourself and to say to your listening audience, tell yourself, I am good. Say it sincerely. Say it meaningfully. Say it to yourself. Just say it reassuringly. I am good. Really mean that. And see if you don't get some self-talk that comes back that might say things like, sure, good at what? You remember when? How about? And see... It is that kind of mitigating self-talk that tells us that, you know, we're really not going to succeed. We're really not going to achieve what it is that we choose to achieve. And that's what I mean by those are the kinds of thoughts you want to cancel. Now, when I was at the Utah State Prison, we ended up running a study out there, and we actually developed a technology that is designed to change the way you talk to yourself. And I can tell you we have run, and when I say we, that's in... Uh, collaboration with a number of independent researchers at leading universities, even governments. Um, at least 20 good double-blind studies at this point in time uh, in a variety of domains, ranging from attention deficit hyperactive disorder to uh, um, depression. And, and I could guarantee you that if you change the way you're talking to yourself, if you change the stream of consciousness, you do change the output. You do mm-hmm. you do experience the world entirely differently. If you can mm-hmm. ameliorate depression or end ADHD behavior by changing the way a person talks to themselves, that becomes really significant. You can mm-hmm. use affirmations to do that. Uh, if you do use affirmations, make sure they're first person. Say to yourself, you know, I am good. And when you get this negative, again, cancel it and reframe it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that you are reinforcing. As I mentioned, we have a technology that you can go to my website and get. We have a number of free MP3 files, audio files that you can download, dealing with stress to, to feelings of hopeless, helplessness, uh, loss of a loved one, etc. They're there free. Mm-hmm. That's at intertalk.com. Um, they're just free MP3s. You can try this and see how powerful it is. Use meditation. People, you know, I, I can remember being involved in law enforcement. It's a funny story telling myself, KG, but uh, it was a habit every day. I, I met with some uh, fellows from other departments, agencies, uh, including the chief of police of a small community in Utah, uh, South Jordan, Utah, and he happened to call my home 
at about three o'clock in the afternoon. We were we had coffee every day at about five, and I was meditating. And this is some, um, you know, many years ago. Okay, uh, I tell on myself. I guess this is about twenty five, twenty eight years ago. So at, at any rate, uh, when he called the house, the you know person that answered said, "I'm sorry, I can't uh, disturb you. He's meditating." And it was a big laugh. He's what? He's what? Is he owning? And that evening when I had coffee, you know, I I was the blunt of the joke. Today, mm-hmm. things have changed. No one is going to ridicule or criticize you for meditation. If you see your cardiac care uh, professional, he's going to tell you to start meditating. Uh, if you have high blood pressure or stress is getting to the nature of our world and our information age, every professional out there says meditate. Now, you don't have to go off and learn to do some deep Eastern form of meditation. Meditation can be as simple as just stilling yourself. In that old uh, Christian adage from the Bible, be still and know, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. still yourself. Uh, take mm-hmm. that 15 or 20 minutes to uh, practice breathing rhythmically with your eyes closed. You'd be amazed mm-hmm. at at how refreshing that is and how much more control it gives you of your own, you know, inner talk, stream of consciousness. There's an mm-hmm. interesting... So what does this have to do? I mean, this is very connected with the law of attraction, why it works. Absolutely. Right? I mean, the law of attraction is working. It's working every day, you know, this idea of the mind, the mental magnet. Uh, but if uh, the stuff that's in your mind is, thank God it's Friday... Um, if the stuff in your mind is shit happens, uh, forgive me, if the stuff in your mind is all that negative, then what is it that you're attracting? Negative. If you're mm-hmm. fearful, if, you, if you're afraid you can't succeed, if you don't think you're worthy of succeeding, if, if like most you were raised to believe that, you know, you won't amount to anything, you're not old enough, you're too stupid, you're fat, you're skinny... And we have all of us been bombarded with the negative information in our maturation process. And all that scripting, all that information is in our unconscious. Indeed, a lot of it, where we're no longer conscious of it, forms what we call defense strategies, defense mechanisms. And so we may find ourselves mm-hmm. practicing self-sabotage uh, just mm-hmm. because we're, we're working to avoid some trauma of or some situation associated with what we consider to be a traumatic experience in our youth. Someone mm-hmm. laughed at us. Someone ridiculed and this, us. this is all going on unconscious. All going on unconscious. Yes. And, and yes. if we, you know, we can get the, we can get the light on it, uh, then we can bring it up. We can have an uncovering. We can move beyond it. But in order to do that, I have to become consciously aware of the thoughts that I'm having. And then I, you know, I need to take some time to source those thoughts. Where are they coming mm-hmm. from, and and why do I feel this way? And and working through them. One way to do that is, and, and something that'll really set the mood for you every day is, uh, research shows us if you take 20 minutes a day, just 20 minutes a day, to think about good memories. You don't have to close your eyes now. You can just, you know, in the morning, get up and have your coffee or. Or whatever you do, uh, maybe if you're you're on your treadmill or you're going for a walk, make it a habit to use 20 minutes of your day to remember to think about good memories. 
They can be funny things or inspiring things you saw in a movie. They can be the personal things, the differences that maybe you've made or, or your children have, the special feelings that they've given you. But you think about those 20 things, 20 minutes, and what we know is depression uh, is greatly ameliorated. Uh, mood swings also ameliorated. Uh, the body's natural endorphins are increased. And, you know, the body basically has two budgets, uh, analogous to a government. It has a budget for defense and a budget for growth. If we keep ourselves We're in this... coming up on another break, Eldon. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's wonderful, Kate. When we come back after the break, we'll be taking more calls. Please call in, 248-545-7685. That's Soul S-O-U-L. Send us uh, an instant message. Or visit us on Psychic on air.com and send us an instant feedback message so uh, you've been listening to transform and heal your life with kg styles psychic radio psychiconair.com the wake up call with ellen i know the torment that i put my mother through and i've seen the lessons that she's brought to you so i love you and I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. She feels your pain. I'm yes. so, well, I actually do from a distance. Now that I'm not the tweaker, I can understand that it's it's not always pretty. Hi, it's Tom Force. Reverend L. Newman and I are here Monday nights, 7 till 9, primetime Eastern time in the United States with Wake Up Call on Psychic Radio. Psychic Radio. We know you're listening. Life is a journey. Let us be your guide. Reach out on the net now, psychiconair.com. Look for Psychic Radio on your AOL radio player. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of the breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination under the Milky Way tonight. Lower the curtain down Memphis. Lower the curtain down on right. I got no time. Private consultation Under the Milky Way tonight Wish I knew what you were looking for Might have known what you would find And it's something quite peculiar
Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. Back to KG Styles. Transform and heal your life. 248-545-SOUL. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. Welcome back to Transform and Heal Your Life with KG Styles. My guest, Dr. Eldon Taylor, and I are taking your calls, so please call in 248-545-SOUL at 7685. Um, Eldon, are you there? I am. I am. I I I wanted to uh, so it sounds like from what you've said is that we're really rapidly expanding in our consciousness at this time. Um you know 25 years ago when you said you were a meditator uh you were ridiculed. There was a lot of peer pressure about that. True. Uh, And now it's much more commonplace that people uh, practice meditation, which I think is key for helping to to grow our awareness, right? I mean, meditation really helps us become more aware. Um, We can begin to to observe what is happening rather than just being automatic, right? Okay, so how far do you believe the power of our mind can really take us, Eldon, from what all the research that you've done? You know, um, I, I truly believe uh, in a saying that it, it really comes from the title of a book that I, I saw many, many years ago. I read many, many years ago, Mind is Healer, Mind is Slayer. The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, uh, I don't know what the limitation to the mind is. Uh, I do believe that we have uh, vast reservoirs of ability that we've not yet learned even how to access. Um, you know, one of my current projects is a, a research program that has to do with the study of life after death, and it may well turn into a documentary, a series, uh, uh, or television. But when you look at the human condition, you have to look at consciousness. And when you look at consciousness, you know, you get into this whole discourse about uh that part of consciousness we apprehend personally in the body, you know, uh, the, the, the mind itself limited to brain, uh, electrical impulses or electromagnetics. But, but you also necessarily have to entertain these apparitions of consciousness that seem to uh, coexist with the body, like NDEs and OBEs. Uh, near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences, and or uh, what we might just call spirits that seem to communicate with us from the other side. Now, mm-hmm. if we take all of that in uh, to context and we add to it all of the work that's being done in areas of parapsychology, uh, parapsychology today, uh, you know, we know that the mind... Uh, is capable of communicating vast distances. Uh, we take cells of the body, uh, perhaps use a, a tongue depressor and remove uh, glial cells and put half of them in a Petri dish and take the other half five miles away, uh, probe uh, the half five miles away with an electric uh, uh, shock, and watch those back in the laboratory respond as though they were shocked at precisely that same instance. Uh, 
we have to say, okay, what then is mind? Uh, if the cells of the body are able to have this kind of communication instantly across these vast distances, what, what, is, what is mind? What is the limitation of mind? Is, is, uh, as Candace Peart says, do we have as much mind in our gut as we have in our head? Uh, limited to answer your question, I think that's the most exciting frontier. Uh, yet to be thoroughly mm-hmm. researched. But, mm-hmm. but I'm also privileged to be at a point in my career where it's legitimate scientifically to investigate consciousness. And we mm-hmm. have to understand that it's only been 10, 12 years ago, and then the many years prior to that, that historically it was not legitimate to investigate consciousness because that's a subjective thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You have that unique access to it because it is your consciousness. But with the birth of artificial intelligence, with a lot of the new instrumentation, we're now legitimately investigating consciousness. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to find that the mind has tremendous abilities. I think that in the future we'll see medicine evolve as far away from where it is today uh, as it has evolved from the barber pole and that the mind or mental treatments, if you will, and I don't know any other way to, to put it, will become a significant part of that uh, mm-hmm. new treatment protocol. I think we'll also see that communication uh, will advance, that it will become more common for us to have some of these savantry skills that just amaze us, you know, the, the kinds of skills where you can do mathematical calculations quicker than a computer or the types of skills where you can remember literally everything on every page of, of every book in a library that you've ever read, or uh, on and on. And we, we actually have savants on the planet today, and, and we've had many in the past that have or possess these abilities. And these abilities are inherent in all of us. So the capacity, yes. unbelievable. But mm-hmm. we have numbed it down dumbed it yes. off and, yes. and that's yes. the reason I wrote the book well, you know <laughs> you just simply you know if you lay on your arm it'll go to sleep and at a point it'll quit tingling the blood just won't go there and mm-hmm. then it will atrophy and, and many people have allowed that kind of by analogy process to occur mm-hmm. with their minds with their their thinking capacities. I think, you know, you asked before we went to break about things that you can do. Here's the most important thing. Change your framing. Change the way you frame things. Person mm-hmm. cuts you off in 5 o'clock traffic, don't get upset. Think that maybe they've got a, a child in the back of the car and they're on the way to a hospital. I mean, yes. why let all that other stuff? You know, people say, And not taking things, not framing things that it's personal, that it's about you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's just a reflection of that. If you're feeling wounded, if you're hurt in your own psyche, that's why you automatically think, think, take things personally. It's a well, self-protect. I agree, but in part it's also just a reactionary state that we have mm-hmm. taken out of the context of our entertainment where, you know, we're all for... Uh, all intent and purposes influenced by that in ways yeah. that that give yeah. rise to our behavior. So yes. our thoughts. I mean, one of my favorite so, questions I, today is, when was the last time you had an original thought? And what was it? I mean, a truly original thought. What was it? Yes. 
Yes. Now that's rhetorical to you. I know you're creative. You have original thoughts all the time. But it's amazing the silence I get when I ask that question. Yes. Well, I before we close, can you tell our listeners about Women for Women International and why you include them in your book marketing campaigns? I'd I really do. like I, to. I love what they do. They are an absolutely fantastic organization. They're our number one charity. We've involved in a lot of charities, but they're our number one charity. And, and here's the reason. You cannot build a society without mothers, period, end of quotation. That's that, you know, men just don't have that skill. I'm sorry, they haven't in history and they don't have it today. And there are so many countries where, uh, you know, through war and, and other strife, we have women that uh, are left with children to raise and they don't have skills. Uh, they've never had, you know, uh, to earn a living per se. Women to Women uh, is an organization designed to educate women, to provide them with skills, to assist them in that process, uh, that transition, to help oh, them. Wonderful. Uh, that's wonderful. Children. So uh, we're going to ha- we're going to have to close. I I'm so sorry. That's all right. For wonderful more information about Dr. Eldon Taylor, his InterTalk products and services and to sign up for his free InterTalk newsletter, please visit eldontaylor.com and be sure to listen to him on Provocative Enlightenment every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on hayhouseradio.com. Have a beautiful day everyone, a warm mahalo. Please let me know how I can help you. Send me your emails by visiting my website at kgstyles.com. Follow me on Twitter or friend me on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us, Eldon. It's been such a pleasure having you with us. You've been listening to Transform and Heal Your Life with KG Styles.